Dr. Anaminate, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. What do you have to report? Citizen Q has been taken into custody. Terrible news indeed. This means Project 548 has been compromised. We need to proceed to Plan Z immediately. It's not over yet. Citizen Q is programmed to adapt. They won't kill him. They need him too much. If he can survive the room without tears, then we can get him back. No one has ever survived the room without tears. We've never had an agent as deep as Q before. No matter what confidence you may have in Q, the situation remains. The room without tears has claimed three previous citizens. We may as well say it's now four. Is this how we behave in the society? The first sign of trouble and we abandon hope? If not for Citizen Q, we wouldn't even know what Product 548 was. We're not confident we can stop it. All the tests the artisans of science have conducted so far have led us to believe it's incurable. Citizen Q survived exposure to it. Twice. Or have you forgotten? And this is what leads you to believe Q will survive the room without tears? His immunity is not a guarantee. Uh, what about finding a vaccine or a cure? How do you think this will be possible without knowledge of Q's immune system? We have all that information on file, Doctor. It is time now to accept the fact that Q has failed. Then I am requesting permission to stay with the plan. The society can continue its work without me. Permission denied, Doctor. You are too valuable. Station Zero and the Citizens Program need your expertise. Maybe you could remind me what separates us from Medicorp, then. There's a war going on, Doctor. One agent cannot delay our plans. Citizen Q was aware of the risks, just as all citizens are made aware. It is unfortunate that we lose people, but it is inevitable. I know it must be hard for you, Doctor. You have spent more time with Citizen Q than any of the other citizens. But this is the nature of war. So, failure is inevitable. Is that our new doctrine? Why don't we just surrender now and save ourselves the struggle with inevitability? Maybe you're failing to see the gravity of the situation. I've been involved in this organization well before you were indoctrinated. I don't need a damn lecture. What, what, what would you have us do, Doctor? Time is something we have precious little of. I, Director Alpha, would have you give me just a little more time. It, it's just a fraction of the sacrifice he has already given this organization. What makes you so confident? Surviving shifts is what Q was programmed to do. That means nothing. They have built the room without tears to negate such things. You're being a foolish doctor. Enough! The doctor's right. Citizen Q deserves a second chance. But there's not enough time to... Doctor! Doctor Nominate, you have one month. That is all we can afford. If Citizen Q is not in contact with us in that month, then we will count him among the casualties. Thank you, Director. You won't regret it. You can't be serious. Even if he were to survive, we can't afford the delay. Time is against us. And that is why we're going on with Plan Z. How are you doing today, Dr. Zamir? I am doing most excellent, sir. Mm, glad to hear it. And our guest? Um, he's groggy, confused, dishonest. Nothing we weren't expecting. <laughs> excellent. Is he awake yet? Uh, he wasn't a minute ago, but it does appear he is beginning to come to. Hmm. Hello, Mr. Maggard. How are you today? 
Mr. Maggard, are you with us? Oh, where am I? Hmm, my, my. He's a grump. You are in a safe place, Mr. Maggard. Nothing to worry about. How are you feeling? Like I've been drugged, kidnapped, stripped naked, and being held against my will. <laughs> I will say this for you, Mr. Maggard. You don't beat around the bush. Where's my family? Your your family? What are you talking about? Uh, family, sir. We used them yesterday to get him to surrender, I believe. Mm, right. Them. They're doing excellent. In fact, I am sure they will be most amused that you're asking of their care. Where are they? Hmm. To tell you the truth, Mr. Maggard, I've forgotten quite completely where I've put them. I assure you, however, that they are safe and sane. Where does that sound? Hmm, I never seem to remember. You better hope they are, or I'll be coming to rip out your throat! You hear me? My... He is so savage, like some sort of captured beast. Yet, is he truly tameable? Does he have the feral nature to elude domesticity? Oh, you have shown how you can gnash your teeth when seemingly acclimatized. But I say to you, nah, Mr. Maggard. There's no getting free now. Just because you bite and bicker doesn't mean a free man you will be. Why have you brought me here anyway? This must be some sort of joke, right? No? Oh. Hmm. Well, how do I go about this? You're here because you are a person with whom... No, that will never do. How about this? We have brought you here so that we might better understand the meanings behind your diabolical motives. Is that too dramatic, Doctor? No, sir. Quite brilliant, actually. I am mesmerized and inspired. You have such a well-mannered way of thoughts. Yes, of course I do. Sometimes I forget. Thank you. My honor, sir. You, Mr. Jerry Allen Maggard, are in the room without tears, a place where hope cannot be reached. Do you know why we call it the Room Without Tears? Not even a guess. Come now. Because hope cannot be reached, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> well, at least you listen. It's called the Room Without Tears because it is here that all the pain you have suffered in your life, all the misery that you have felt in the dour moments alone, all the losses you have experienced have had their days. No more can those you hold dear weep for you. No more can you lament your own sufferings. You see, in the room without tears, Mr. Maggard, there is no love, no remorse, no sadness. How can such things occur for someone who does not exist? Is that supposed to satisfy my curiosity? Am I supposed to know or care who you even are? I thought it was obvious. I'm the man on the 13th floor of the Everest building. I'm your boss, Mr. Maggard. You can call me Mr. Overman. Don't you remember me from the Christmas party last year? Hmm. Were you that suave jerk with the million-dollar comb-over and a handshake you could grease a pole with? <laughs> 
You really are an amusing fellow, Mr. Maggard. I had no idea you were so funny. Or maybe you are using humor to mask your inner terror. I mean, I doubt you think we went to all this trouble just to hear you recite jokes. I don't give a damn who you think or what you think. You're a lunatic and a bully. I want some answers. You have no respect for build-up, do you? Well, if you refuse to play the game, I suppose there's little reason we should delay the inevitable, then. Doctor, would you mind bringing over the catheter? We wouldn't want Mr. Maggard to make a mess of himself. I'm sorry, but it seems we're a little low on anesthetic around here. I might expect a small amount of discomfort if I were you. I think he's ready, Doctor. Oh, oh, burns like hellfire! Oh! You despicable bastard! Brilliant! I like you, Mr. Maggard. I hope you prove to be this entertaining throughout the whole process. You never realize how tiresome it becomes when people just give up. Wouldn't you agree? What is the meaning of all this, huh? What did I ever do? The meaning of all this. We've been through this before. I told you yesterday during your little temper tantrum how much I despise repeating myself. You haven't told me anything, you whack job. This grows tedious. Dear Doctor, I can't bear to iterate the story one more time. Would you indulge our boorish guest? Oh, of course. Uh, I'm only glad to help. But where to start? Mm, let's see, then. Mm, Mr. Maggot, to begin with, you are a spy for an insipid terrorist network that calls itself Station Zero. Does this shake loose any recollection? Afraid not. From where I'm sitting, it just looks like you're spewing a bunch of nonsense. Hmm. <sighs> Wrong. No, no, no. Wrong. And very disappointing. You are making this feel like a job, Mr. Maggard. Not to mention how cliche of you. I expected better. Carry on, Doctor. Mm -hmm. Continue explaining to this boring little man why we're going through all of this again. Oh, of course. As I was saying, Mr. Maggard, you are associated with a terrorist group that is trying to prevent our benevolent financial entity from enlightening the world. Through your own incompetence, we discovered you early in your plot, and as the estimable Mr. Oberman has alluded, we have tried once before to cure you of your destructive cowardness. That us to no avail. What are you going on about, you weird little toady? Oh. You rude, rude man. How dare you? How dare you? Don't let it get to you. Remember, calm down. Deep breaths. There. How does that feel? I'm tired. My head hurts. He won't cooperate. Get it together, damn it. I'm sorry. Okay? You, sir, are refuse. You have no respect for the craft of human relations or the adeptness of communications. 
You relish only in misery and muck, just like the creepy mess of filth you are. Doctor? Yeah, sir? I want to explain to Mr. Maggard the true extent of his tyranny. I will, through reason, try to persuade him towards a different path. What I would like from you is a tune to which I can pose my thesis. A simple tune. A patriotic tune, if you would. Something snappy. Something gleeful. Of course, sir. It would be my honor to assist you. Sweet cold You see, for millennia, we humans have been struggling against the chaos of a cruel nature. Where once we trembled to the whims of a violent world, we now slowly arise to conquer these brutal phenomena. Excellent selection, Doctor. Where was I? I must admit, it is more challenging than I thought to tame these divine ideas tuned to a docile imagery of the lower castes. You see, Mr. Maggard, what I am getting at is that I have, I and my colleagues set out to help our confused brethren, people just like you, in fact, to reach a higher state, a state where war and poverty and ignorance are things of the past. You've got a strange way of going about it. I just like that, is it? Always interrupting, never having anything to contribute. You, Mr. Maggard, are a brute. An uncivilized ape. I'm surprised he even knows how to dress himself. It's the horrible little... Would you stop that, doctor? Of course, sir. My mood has been completely ruined by this degenerate. Of course, Immediately, stop, sir. Do you see that? Now that is a man who has respect for his peers. He is also a man of ambition and device. Did you know he is a medical practitioner? I've only heard you call him a doctor a dozen times. Yeah, you just can't help being rude, can you? It's a very deplorable habit, Mr. Maggard. At this point, I can't really say I care. You should. I'm the one who decides your fate from here on out. I could make you a very happy man if you see fit. Or I could make you regret ever being born. Do you understand the severity of your situation, even in the least? If my life is in your hands, then I can only assume it will be miserable. I've tried, Doctor. I have tried with all the patience and reason I can. You can hardly blame me for being an idealist. Oh, you are most generous! (laughs) Thank you, dear Doctor. Very kind words coming from one as respected as you. Your kindness is is, is the applause of the angels, sir. Hmm. You know, Mr. Maggard, being the sort of visionary that believes the best in people, I will give you one more chance. How would you like to have our help? Think on it. Unless, of course, you'd rather do this the hard way. You know, I am completely unable to answer your absurdity here. What do you expect me to say? You've been imprisoning me in a false life, then take me against my will, then ramble on like a madman. I have yet to see evidence this conspiracy you've accused me of being involved in. One last time, Mr. Maggard. 
I want you to tell me all your deepest secrets. Crawl back into the asylum you came from, you nut job. Bring out the family. Jerry? What's going on? Where are we? No, damn it! Oh, verily. Yes. It's okay, Maggie. It's me they want. Just be brave. Listen, you sicko. You hurt my family, and I swear to God I'll rip your... What will you do, Mr. Maggard? You shackled to a chair and looking ever so impotent. What will you do? I'll give you a hint. Nothing. That's what. You'll do nothing but beg for the safety of your wife and child, because that's what is expected of you. You'll whimper and moan and beg. It's all very predictable. I just want you to know that I take no pleasure in any of this. It's nothing personal. It's merely business. Doctor. Yes, sir? Shoot the wench. No, please, please don't do it. I'm begging you. I told you. Predictable. Not in front of my son, please! Mommy! It's it's all right, Michael. Everything will be all right. Stop! I swear to God, don't do this! God watches. God cries. God approves. Okay, okay, look, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Doctor, all I hear is begging. Mommy! No! Were God. you a little surprised oh. by that, Mr. Magger? Oh. I bet you didn't think we'd actually oh. go through with it. Oh. I try not to disappoint. Why? Why? Oh, get over it. Women come and women go. Just ask my first three wives. You killed her! Damn it, you psycho! That was my wife! It's good to hear you're using the past tense. You probably leapt over three stages of grief just now. I will kill you for this. No. No, you won't. In fact, by the end of this, you'll be nice and obedient. Like a nice lap dog. Hey, what do you say we play a game? I'll kill you. I swear it. She wasn't even your real wife. For the love of sanity, when are you going to get that through your brain? Now, a game. How about we play Repeat After Me? You seem to be bashful. So I'll start with the hope that you can catch up. What do you say, Mr. Maggard? Can you say, Uncle? What have you done? Isn't it obvious? I had your wife shot in front of your eyes while your son was holding your hand. To tell you the truth, the boy does look a little traumatized. Why? Why did you shoot my wife? Why? Why did you kill my boring wife? It's as if I must explain everything to you. Are you really that inane? I expected better of you. I was hoping your little cabal had sent the best. He doesn't want to play, it seems, Doctor. How about the boy? Yasa! No, please! Listen, what do you want from me? Can you say, Uncle, Mr. Maggard? Uncle. Daddy, Mommy's bleeding. It's okay, Michael. It'll be all right. Michael... Dear boy, do you see your mother? Why don't you go over to her? Do you see? There, boy. All that slimy, jello-looking stuff. Well, that's not just blood. Did you know that? Don't listen to him, Michael. You're sick. You see, Michael, that's your dear mommy's brain spilling everywhere. It's making 
making a rather big mess. What do you say you clean it up for us? Michael, step away from Mommy's brains. Oh, my. Mr. Maggard, seems like you're filling your bag. Good thing we inserted that catheter, wouldn't you say? My God, what is wrong with you? (laughs) What's wrong with me? What about you? I mean, come on, Mr. Maggard. Don't you have anything funny to say? How can you do this? Easily. I feel no remorse for someone who has caused these same tragedies to others. You are no innocent man, Mr. Maggard. Now repeat after me. Uncle? Uncle? Uncle Bullet? Uncle Bullet? Doctor. Yes, sir. Please, stop. He's just a kid. Come on, don't... No! No! People are such sloppy things. I would bet that the kid made a far bigger mess than your wife. Would you see how far his brains went? They hit that wall way over there. What do you think, Doctor? Was the kid messier than the woman? Oh, by thousands! Yuck. This can't be happening. This just isn't real. I hate to be contradictory. It's real. But yes, this is real, and it is happening. What have you done? He was just an innocent boy. There was no reason for that. Boo-hoo-hoo. He was an innocent boy. Grow up. Your whining is pathetic. And where's your courage? Where's your pride? (laughs) For that matter, where's your family? Do you think they went to heaven or hell? Maybe they went somewhere in between. Makes a man think. This is not over. I will have your head. I don't think you understand, Mr. Maggard. You are merely an insect on my path elsewhere. Squashing you is only interesting to me, in so much as I might see what happens. My walk slows down none. Do you understand me? You're insane. You just killed my family, you psycho! Yes. Yes, I did. And now I'm bored. What to do? What to do? I tell you what. How about I ask questions, and you give me answers? Screw off, you prick! Nuh-uh. That's no way to talk to someone. Ah! Hmm, dick. Doctor, this is disgusting me. He's no fun anymore. I believe he's in shock, sir. Look at the way he keeps staring at them, as if he could feel the life back into their bodies. Hmm, yes. I see it. Strange. I tell you what, Mr. Maggard. It's been a long day for everybody around here. I'm going to give you the rest of the night off. You can sit here and mumble incoherently to yourself. And if you're lucky, fall unconscious. Then tomorrow we can return to the game of questions and answers. Does that sound good? I'm afraid he's lost someone inside himself, sir. Oh, well. There's always tomorrow. Come then, Doctor. Let this man have a last look at his dead weight. Through his tears, Jerry stared at the bloody remains of his family. Poor Maggie, he thought. Her body lay spread at its full extent, as if her arms were reaching for something well beyond their length. 
Her deep blue eyes had gone gray as her dark hair merged into the thickness of the blood. Then there was Michael. Only yesterday he had held his boy close to his chest. But now, with his arms tied to the chairs, his arms had forgotten that weight. Michael lay there, his mouth having formed one last grimace. Jerry wondered what word was trapped between his teeth. Jerry's eyes stared on with no purpose. This was how it was going to be from now on, a voice deep in the back of his mind reminded him. I know. Well, that ought to work, don't you think, Dr. Zamir? He seems defeated. I have to say that, but, but he, he broke through the programming last time, sir. Yes, he sure did. The Society sent a real man this time. I think I actually kind of like this Citizen Q fellow. He was far more of a match than the last four citizens. Mm. Hell, just the mention of the room without tears had Citizen I in tears. Well, we'll let him sit in there through the night and contemplate his grief. First thing in the morning, however, I want the Bureau of Better Mind and Body in here. Let's see if we can't build a better Jerry Maggard. Ah, of course, uh, yes, of course. First thing. Mm. It might take a few weeks, but I believe we can change this man. Then we move on to phase three. Oh, I can't bet, sir. <laughs> Patience. Patience, dear doctor. We've abided this long. In merely three years, everybody will want what we have. I can taste it, doctor. The world is almost ours. <laughs> 